another episode of Untrue Crime, where fiction meets felonies. I'm Alex. And I'm Belle. Today's episode includes content warnings for violent death. This is your fair warning that this podcast uses explicit language before someone walks in at the wrong time. As a last warning, today's episode includes violent death. Let's get this started, shall we? We shall. To understand the case for today, we must first understand a little bit of science. We're talking about bodies that were found in a peat bog. A peat bog is defined... I'm so glad you asked. A peat bog is defined by trusty old Wikipedia as wetland that accumulates peat as a deposit of dead plant materials, often mosses. Peat refers specifically to plant material that doesn't decay in acidic and anaerobic conditions. These bogs create excellent conditions for preserving bodies, including skin and internal organs, depending on the location. It's completely natural, not a human-done process. There are not a lot of bogs that meet the conditions to preserve bodies. The one we will talk about today is located in Denmark, near the North Sea. Salty air blows off the North Sea, which promotes the growth of peat. New peat replaces old peat, so the old peat underneath will decay and produce bog acid, or more specifically, humic acid. These acids preserve bodies in a similar way to how one can pickle something, because it has pH levels similar to vinegar. If there's no drainage, oxygen in the area decreases, also assisting in not decomposing the bodies. There's more to it than this, but in summary, cool bogs with peat, little drainage, and bog acid can preserve bodies in a similar fashion to mummification. I think we have such different definitions of cool. That was so disturbing. I I think that that's I think it's so cool. I think bog bodies are amazing, and I'm so excited. Amazing. So. They're just amazing. Wait until you hear this, okay? Just wait. Just wait. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I have one more question. Okay. Is this set in the real world? Yes, it is. Okay, excellent. Peat bogs are an actual real thing in actual real life, and they find actual real bodies preserved like this in actual real life. Yeah, but we we do occasionally incorporate real things into our fantasy stories, like it's drug true. addiction and murder. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just so excited because bog bodies are real, and I think they're amazing. I've never heard someone so excited, but I guess we're in the right <laughs> industry. Now for the story. On August 24th, 1987, on the Jutland Peninsula of Denmark, Neil Silkborg, Two bodies were discovered in the Bielskader peat bog, and I apologize to any listeners who can tell how bad I botched that. They were 300 feet, or about 90 meters, away from firm land, buried under 3 meters of peat. The bodies were back-to-back, pressed together and bound by rope that was wrapped around their torsos. Their hands were linked together. One was a woman in her late 20s, the other a man of the same age. The man had his head bowed, and the woman had her knees drawn to her chest. The bodies dated back to around 1000 BC when radiocarbon dated, which would have been during the Iron Age when peat bogs were a lot larger, meaning their bodies were placed further from shore than they ended up by the time they were discovered. The cause of death appeared to be strangulation, as they both had ropes tied tight around their throats. My theory is that they were in love, and that they were not supposed to be in love, and then they were killed, or executed, rather. People were very concerned about who was in love with who. That's a good theory. I also have more theories for us in a similar-ish vein when uh, when we get there, but first I got some details for you. Okay, understood. 
it were well preserved. Their hair and facial expressions were still intact, both with their eyes shut and grave looks on their faces. Their clothes were still there, made of wool. The woman was in a woolen dress, while the man had a tunic with pants. Neither had shoes nor any kind of head coverings. The ropes around them were made of leather, and they both were in their mid-twenties and had eaten fish before their death at around the same time. I think it's incredible. Back to why I love bog bodies. I think it's incredible that if, like, the contents of their last meal is still in their stomach. You can still see their faces. Like, that's amazing. They're still wearing clothes. These people are from a thousand BC. So, so That is so scary. It's amazing. Well, if I dug up a body from a thousand BC, I don't know how I wouldn't freak the fuck out. Well, these people were very excited because they were researchers and they were intending to find bog bodies because it's actually pretty common to find not just bodies, but also just items preserved in these peat bogs. That That is just... That's awesome. Wow. Research <laughs> Researchers did an isotope analysis of the element stronium in the bodies to determine that they had both been in Denmark their entire lives. What is stronium? What's an isotope? Strontium, not stronium. Sorry, I, I always miss the T. I don't know what these are. You're saying words and I don't get any of them. Like Silkborg. Silkborg. Isotopes are, they're like, they're elements in the same family that have the same number of protons, which from my high school education, I know have a positive charge and not the same number of neutrons which somehow means that they're different. I barely passed chemistry, everyone. I'm not qualified to give advice on what an isotope is. Strontium is it's an element. I don't, it, I don't know much about it. What does it have to do with Denmark? That would be a question to ask uh, an archaeological researcher who takes sections of bodies and can test them to figure out where people lived, even if they are from a thousand BC. I cannot do that. I have. I, I don't know how the whole process works. Me. Oh, I'm sure they could. I bet that you have so isotopes. Interesting. Ooh. Are we, we made of isotopes? isotopes? We might have isotopes. You. That's that'd be cool for you too. Isotopes. Isotopes. You like figure skating. I well, I don't just like figure skating. I am a figure <laughs> whole skater. Thing. I'm actually a figure skating. Actually, I'm not going to mention my title on here. You are <laughs> a figure skating enthusiast. Something time national medalist. Three time. How could you forget? I bring it up so I'm often. Sorry. <laughs> my instinct was twelve, and I was like, "That's not right." It's okay. We can inflate it. <laughs> they were likely just regular people, not particularly wealthy or prominent in their society. It was speculated that they had been hung, but autopsy results confirmed that they had in fact been strangled as the rope left visible marks, but their cervical vertebrae were unharmed when those are often damaged when hung from being suspended. And their tongues were not distended, which is another common symptom of hanging. Like, their stomach- bleh. Like, yeah, like, Oh. Yeah. Also, oh. I've heard that- I, heard, I have heard that- other bad things happen when you get hung. Try to avoid it, everybody. Your tongue would stick out. That'd be such a Looney Tunes way to die. Their stomach contents were examined, and based on the digestion of the fish in their systems, both had eaten at about the same time, about two hours prior to their deaths. This makes it more likely that they died in late spring to early autumn when fishing was an option for the locals thanks to the fairer weather. It seems that they put up a fight. 
Man had head trauma, likely from being hit over the head, and the woman had marks on her body from being severely beaten. The ropes that bound them together cut into their skin, meaning that they had struggled and the ropes had been tied tightly. It also seemed that some of the woman's hair had been torn out, possibly in the process of subduing her in order to tie her to the man and kill her. Nevertheless, it was a losing battle for both her and the man she was found with. About a month later, researchers came upon another find. September 20th, 1987 yielded a second pair of bodies. The details regarding them were very similar, and they were located only about 50 feet from the first set of bodies, also buried under the same amount of peat. They, like the first pair, dated back to around 1000 BC and seemed to have also been strangled. There were leather ropes around their necks, and they were just as well preserved. There was a man and a woman. The woman was wearing a woolen dress identical to the dress of the first woman discovered, and the second man's outfit also matched the first man's. They lacked shoes and head coverings. However, there were some differences. This pair was older, both more around 60 years old. They were larger than the first set of bodies, which may have been due to their original size or that they happened to shrink less in the bog, as it is common for bodies. They shrink? <laughs> yes, it is common um, during mummification for bodies to shrink. Just a little like bit. Like, how much? I'm not sure, but enough that it's noticeable. Okay. Have you ever seen a mummy? No. I don't go looking oh. for them. They're small. Alexandra, you're the only person that I've met that has actively had memory of what a mummy looks like. I was unsheathed. Unfa oh, I've never. I haven't looked at a mummy in person outside of its its bindings. Of I don't not. think that's right. No, um, that's not right. No, but you have seen pictures and you know that by yes. heart. Yes, I have also just I have seen mummies that are still wrapped up in person. Fun little tangent. I am obsessed with history, and no, I, <laughs> it's almost like I'm studying it. And as a kid, I was particularly obsessed with ancient Egypt, especially mummification. And my mom used to take me to a museum that was a couple hours away from my house that had a whole ancient Egypt exhibit, and it is full of mummies. Not just of people, mostly people, but also cats and birds and things like that. And I was obsessed. I had my very first camera was this little red dorky camera for kids. And I used it to fill it with pictures of mummies. She she's a MILF girl. <laughs> a mummy? Because oh I get it. Mummy. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, 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 there yeah. You yeah. Go. I, okay. <laughs> I got that joke from the Phineas and Ferb episode where it was like, oh, the mummy versus mummy. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> I loved Venice and Ferb also as a kid, but not as much as I loved mummies. Mummification, yeah. Yeah. I can tell. Please proceed. They had also eaten not long before their death, but they had consumed a different meal as they had eaten a sort of porridge made of seeds that would have grown in the area. Also, their positioning was different than the first pairs. They were close, holding hands with their wrists tied together on one side of their bodies. They did not show the same signs of a struggle, and while their expressions were pained, they seemed to have accepted their fate easier than the first pair. When in the bog, they had been found facing one another, hugging. The man had his forehead against the woman's shoulder, and she had her untied arm wrapped around him, one hand cradling his head. In order to study them more effectively, it was decided that they should be separated. It was difficult for researchers no. to pride them of- They died- they wanted to die like that. 
It was difficult for researchers to pry them apart, but they did eventually cut the bodies free of one another, despite how tightly they held on, even in death. One Why would you separate them? They're, they don't want to let go. You have to write, there's some line between science and respecting people's wishes. One likened it to being as if they were unwilling to let go after having been together all of this time. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I know, it's so <laughs> sad. This just gets sadder, by the way. I have a new theory. Okay. I think that there was an odd religion that required one couple to be sacrificed each year. And the first couple did not want to get sacrificed, but the second couple was like, I'm old. That is another very good theory. Thank you. Thank you. Just a week after the second set of bodies was found, the last in this series was discovered. However, this one was alone. It was a man in the same tunic as before. He had struggled, but ultimately he had succumbed to death after being strangled. Again, leather ropes. Again, had eaten recently, and again he came from the same year and location. He was around 35, and the ropes on him had choked him to death rather than hung him. He, unsure of his what, wife escaped. She got out. Unsure of what had happened, researchers continued to search the area for more bodies, but none from the same general time period were found, and none were found close enough to these bodies to have been related. It's clear that the first two sets of bodies included people who had some kind of affection for one another. They were not related, so most have speculated that they were couples, especially the second pair. Of course, we cannot be sure. They may have been friends or acquaintances or even complete strangers. I would argue that that is a valid point. I would also hug a stranger if I were dying with them. Me too. Yeah. If, if I was that's dying with a stranger, I'd be like, that's my best friend now. We, this is my bestie. To the afterlife we go. This is something I will experience once and I will experience it with this person. And then I will be done. Goodbye. All done experiencing in general. <laughs> Many theories have been posited by researchers about what happened. Most bog bodies have been deemed ritualistic sacrifices. That is, that is my theory. I did not read the script. Let's all be very clear. I, I was guessing. Yeah, we've entered a new era on untrue crime where we don't read the scripts in advance. The first season has two eras. <laughs> <laughs> There's the era episode of the first seven, era six. There's the first three episodes, that's one era, and then there's a whole new era. This is supported by the fact that all of the people had been killed in the same manner, dressed the same, and been placed in the peat bog. Furthermore, they seem to have been killed in pairs, aside from the last man. If this is true, one can conclude that the first couple did not want to be sacrificed, whereas the second was more of the mind that it was necessary. Why did the third man not have someone with him? He showed signs of a struggle, so did his partner get away? Was it not a ritual sacrifice at all, and thus they didn't try to keep a pattern so it was all coincidence, or did they just decide that they had already killed enough people, so just one would do it? I think that his wife was already dead. That's so sad. He was, he was being sent, he was the sa that sacrifice was like, hey man, we really only want to have to kill one of you. And he's like, man, but my wife's cow. Like, I can't leave the wife's cow. That was her dying wish, you guys. They were like, dude, you gotta go see your wife. She's already been sacrificed. The gods chose her. And now it's your turn to go meet her. And he's like, the cow, bitch. I have to go care for her cow. It's completely that cow possible. was later slaughtered and eaten. And is not a body in the bog. No. Researchers later dug out a cow. 
It's notable that he was smiling a little bit in death, despite fighting. The most popularized theory is that he had a partner who escaped, so he was sacrificed on his own, and he died happy about that in protest. However, this is the most popular one based on sentiment. The evidence does not indicate that such an occurrence is any more likely than, say, there never having been a partner in the first place. So this actually supports my theory that his partner was already dead because people often when they die, they see the person that they presume is waiting for them in the afterlife. Whether you're spiritual or not, that's a commonly known fact. And, you know, let's even take the psychological route. When you die, there's about five minutes of brain activity left after your body has physically decayed. I don't know if any of you know this, but... Fun fact! So, that is when your memories are being replayed to you. That is a totally real thing. As you die, you slowly watch your memories go out. That's, it's supposedly very comforting. It is, because your, your brain does not know how to process that you are dying. And so it's trying to give you things to comfort you. And it's trying to figure out how to process this. So it's replaying your memories. So it can try to figure out the best way to go about this. But it's, it's never experienced this before. And it doesn't know how to let go. A lot of your body doesn't know how to let go in the end. But a really common occurrence is that people will see others before they die. I believe it's spiritual, but I'm a spiritual person. And they'll see someone that is waiting for them at the gates essentially, or being, like, someone there to escort them to the afterlife, and I think that could have been what occurred, where it's the little smile after all the struggle of his wife was there with her cow, who her had cow, been replaced. we're back to the cow. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the cow distantly and next to it his wife, but I can see, especially sure in moments possible. of struggle, not the cow, I mean the wife. <laughs> It's possible. We, of course, will never know. Keep going. If it was a ritualistic sacrifice, one must wonder what it was for. Due to it possibly having been autumn, some have posited that it was to appease the gods over the approaching winter, hoping for a short or mild one. Others claim it was in thanks, or even that it was done as a punishment to the people for some kind of religious crime. Other possibilities include execution. All five of these people may have been in on some kind of misdeed together and were thus all dealt with in the same way. So, what crime? What did they do that warranted such violent deaths? And of course, there's wonder about their connections to one another. Did the pairs truly know each other, or were they just sticking close to the last person they had by their side in their dying moments? Their knowledge of one another is supported by the fact that they shared the same meals before death. Perhaps they sat down to dinner together before being taken to be sacrificed. On the other hand, perhaps they were fed the same foods as part of the ritual. But then, why wouldn't all of the people have had the same meal? Why was it individual couples that had the same things to eat? As you pointed out, there are different foods available at different times. Fish are, are more readily available in whatever season. Fish are more readily available. I'm not a fisherman or, or a fisherwoman, for that case. Well, you can't really just fish know fish in, winter in Denmark. Especially back in the well, day. I don't know. I don't know the Danish. I okay. <laughs> I don't know who invented the ice fishing. I think that was the. Uh, I think that was the Inuit people. But the Danish get up to some weird things. I don't know about <laughs> them. <laughs> they're they're very passionate about their cows. <laughs> but it could have changed with the seasons. If it's a ritual, it could have been like whatever we have on hand. As long as you die happy, ish. <laughs> Could be. We don't have an exact date of when they died, so we don't know 
technically if they all died at the same time or if they were spread out just a little bit people are divided on that i am not divided because i feel that if i was sacrificed with a bunch of other people my goal would be to get closer to them i think that's what would be my dying thing is to get closer to the other people that were already dying while being in a bog well they would have died before they went into the bog they didn't die from like drowning or anything like that they were strangled and then they were tossed in then why was that one couple hugging? It's possible they that just they just gently were... put them there. It's possible that they were positioned that way in their death. Maybe they were left out for a while, and a rigor mortis had set left in. Left out. They went to the peat bog. Maybe they had died like that, and the people positioned them like that at it to honor them, as it is a, if it was a ritualistic sacrifice, or perhaps. They weren't even doing that in the first place, and the people just positioned them like that in the peat bog. It could have been done to honor them, though, if it was a part of their religious tradition. And whether they were honoring them by giving them someone to be close to in death, or they had died that that way. That one guy was just fucked. Yeah, or they had died that way, and the people that killed them decided, or put them in the peat bog at least, decided to put them the way they had died. We don't know. Now, it should be noted that while it's theorized that they may have been placed in the peat bog, it is also theorized that maybe they were killed in the peat bog. That is is also a possibility. So maybe they were just left right there after they died. We, again, don't know. We weren't there. No one alive Says who? What? Says who? How do you think I know so much about this cow? Oh, okay. Well, next time you go to the Iron Age, take pictures for me want to see silly silly alex when you go to the iron age your phone dies Mm, well you wouldn't have service but you would still have a camera no the phone battery dies how do you know that oh because you have trapped you've time traveled to the iron age yeah 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 i have time traveled to the iron age that's why i know so much about history right i'm the history buff Uh uh-huh Ritualistic theory brings to mind questions about what these people worshipped. Presumably, they came from the same village, so it was likely a village-wide practice. The Old Norse gods began being worshipped as early as the Iron Age, which may have been what these people followed, but may not have been. Evidence has been shown of human sacrifice as a public religious practice in Norse paganism during the Viking Age, which took place from 793 to 1066 CE. We know from written sources that Odin, a central god in Norse mythology, demanded human sacrifices. To sacrifice a human was the ultimate sacrifice one could make. There have also been accounts of Norse human sacrifice by outsiders, though these are often described in very extreme ways and may have been exaggerated based on bias or an attempt to portray the Norse people poorly. This makes it possible that these people believed that sacrificing others was the right thing to do for their religion. So the time period lines up for ritualistic sacrifice, as these people were killed before Christianity became widespread in Denmark. Any details about them and their deaths also are indicative of this. Ultimately, it is what historians have settled on, but of course, they were not there, and they cannot truly know. One may also wonder who these people were. I know someone that was there. Okay. One may also wonder who these people were. After all, we have no names. We don't know even at what happened. Do not make the same joke again. I, I don't know any Danish names, and I didn't want to be anti-Danish. Anti-Danish. One may also wonder who these people were. After all, we have no names. We don't know even all of what had happened when they died. Did they know they were going to die? Were they dressed before they were killed, or did they do it themselves in anticipation of dying? 
they have families? Was it public? How did their friends and relatives feel about the sacrifice? Were they more agreeable about it for religious reasons, or were they upset that this was happening to them? Both? Why did some of the people resist and others seem to give in easier? That's- the last question is just death, though. Yeah. When in faced with death, people have different reactions. It's just kind of how it works. And if it was a ritualistic thing, maybe some people were gung-ho for it and others were not. Yeah, and I think there's just so much evolution that has happened in human history that we can't accurately make a guess as to who these people were and what their mindset was, because the human brain has developed a little bit, if so to say. I would assume that they were still probably not psyched about dying. You know what? I can stand behind that. There are many questions to which we will never know the answers to. The ones that can be answered through science that don't already have conclusions drawn on them are continuing to be pursued and the bodies have been used to educate others on the Iron Age as well as the functioning of peat bogs because eventually the bodies were sent to museums. The first pair stayed in Denmark and were displayed at the National Museum. The second pair, after being separated, was split up. No! I know! No! The woman went to the Natural Museum of Copenhagen for display, while the man went to a different museum in Denmark for further examination. The last man went to the British Museum, where he is also on display. Stop giving the Brits things. They, they feel entitled. Stop stop for they their keep museum. stealing things. We have to stop giving them things. This is, this is the petition to sign... To send the sister from Athens back to where her other sisters are, the pillar. This is the petition to send most things in the British Museum back to where <laughs> they came from. There is this petition a lot. This is a petition one of, to say, I don't love the British Museum. One of the crown jewels is a stolen jewel. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they do that? After the story of these people's discovery was told in a documentary about bog bodies in 2016, people in Denmark protested and made petitions to reunite the second couple. With them. It took years, but in 2021, they got their way. The second man was sent to the Natural Museum of Copenhagen, where the woman already was, and where the researchers very carefully put the bodies back how they had been found. After 34 years apart, they were finally embracing once again. That is excellent. I'm so happy for them. I know. It's, it's heartwarming. There's also controversy over whether these bodies should be displayed at all. They are, after all, human remains. How human remains should be handled in archaeological research is a point of debate amongst researchers. As of now, all of the bodies discussed in this case remain on display in various museums. So, tell us what you think. The people know each other. Do you agree with the researchers' conclusions? How do you feel about the way that these bodies are handled by museums and the people studying them? Let us know, because that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Send in your thoughts, theories, questions, and comments to untruecrimethepodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, for a chance to be featured at the end of the season during our Q&A. Hi. A good bog bye to you all. <laughs> or a good bog. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>